A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. We're still talking about this subway shooting. It's just horrific. Thank God. Those 10 people will survive. Almost 30 people were hurt. On the line with us right now, we have Joe Jackalone. He is a retired NYPD detective sergeant. He's held many prestigious positions during his more than 20-year career, and now he's a professor at John Jay Criminal Justice. Uh, how are you, sir? Good evening. How are you? Great. Uh, thank God they got this guy. Uh, great detective work, clearly, and you know. But we just kind of were 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 concerned about that the cameras were down and how he was able to kind of hide in plain sight, go down to the subways with this big bag of explosives. Can you tell us more? Well, certainly, it definitely opens up a lot of people's eyes about how vulnerable the subways are, and it's it's an absolute disgrace that the the not only one station but three other stations along the route that he took that the surveillance cameras weren't working. But I guarantee you the red light cameras are working and the speed cameras are working just fine. (laughs) But, you know, this is something that needs to have been addressed immediately because we can't have that kind of, um, you know, thing happening. I mean, people expect to feel safe when they go into the subways. The cameras are part of that. And if they believe now that there's, there's lots of crime in the subway and lots of violence, and now the cameras don't work on top of it, we have a bigger problem than we've had even just a few days before. Joe Jackalow, and this is former Congressman Pete King. First of all, I want to thank you for your years of service. But you mentioned the subways. I mean, when I was chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, without giving things away, I think the subways are the most dangerous and the most vulnerable, even if you have top security. I think there's a thousand entrances and exits on the system. And, you can, you know, the, the damage, the carnage you can cause in a subway system is incredible. We can't afford to let anything, like cameras not work. And I think... What was started, for instance, under uh, Ray Kelly of actually having inspections of people going and random inspections because they we are so vulnerable there. And uh, the camera's not working. It's, to me, absolutely indefensible. Well, and, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're right, Congressman. And the issue is that it is a soft target. And now you've only seen what could happen with somebody is planning on doing something. Glad that he failed in what he really wanted to do. But you just can't afford to have a copycat or somebody else taking a look at this and saying, hey, how can I improve on this? Well, the gun jammed. I mean, so many more people could have been killed. The gun jammed. Uh, We we got lucky. Uh, Joe, it's Tony Carbonetti. I I think the other thing we should all talk about and what the congressman is saying is this is a real target. The New York subway system is a real target. Yes. And we should have to go back to the days where a guy carrying a couple of shopping bags, a homeless looking guy actually raises a flag. He doesn't – no one looked twice at him because there's now hundreds of people and that look like that. And wearing a gas mask. Right. But there's hundreds of people that – oh, that's and, just and, the, the and, crazy and guy the on the subway. the subway system is only at 57 percent. I mean, uh, uh, what's going to happen? But he doesn't look out of the ordinary is my, my, my point. The, right. the uh, Mayor Adams needs to continue to clean up the homeless out of the subways so these guys do look like an outlier and someone says something. Joe, it's uh, Judge Richard Weinberg. If you were advising the mayor and the police commissioner about what to do in the subways, what advice would you give? Well, right now I would go back to the days of when you just you know, showed up at, anonymously at train stations all across the, the city like we used to do, where you have the roving band of police officers in the cars would show up at a station, specifically, let's say, like a, like a big one, Times Square or something like that, and they flood the, sea, the, they flood the subway with the cops. They keep everybody on their toes. I mean, it gets to a point where we also have to bring back deterrence, 
right? I mean, nobody's afraid of getting arrested anymore. And if you are arrested, there's a chance that you're going to be let out immediately. And even then, if you don't get arrested for something, you're going to be you – know, there'll be no consequences of it. We have to get back to that kind of thing. Listen, there are some people that just want to take advantage of the weakness that they see in the criminal justice system, and they're doing just that. And what did you think about the so-called modifications to the so-called bail reform law? Well, if they don't give back the dangerousness standard, I, I think all that other – Stuff is just, uh, you know, fluff as far as I'm concerned. There needs to be some big changes uh, to this. I mean, how do you have uh, the possession of an illegal handgun go from a mandatory three years in prison to you're out in, you know, in a few hours with no bail? I mean, how do you how do you justify that? How do you justify committing a hate crime and and getting, uh, you know, and just being able to leave? Uh, I I hate these politicians in in Albany that don't have even the common sense ones that don't have the courage to stand up against uh, some of the uh, crazies we have around. Well, it's unfortunate because they, you know, they they owned it and they they doubled down on a lot of us. And a lot of the, you know, Carl Hasty and uh, Stuart Cousins where they're doubling and tripling down on these things. And now that you're going to try to, you know, it looks like they're just giving you a little bit of a crumb here just just to appease people and they think this is going to go away come election time. And so how much long-term harm do you think, how much long-term harm has come from the defund the police movement, that whole anti-police effort of two years ago, including a movement to keep the cops out of the subways? I mean, to me, this is having a lasting effect on morale and also on decisions that are being made. You're right, Congressman. You have a, I think you have a generational gap coming up here because so many cops that had a lot of experience uh, either retired or went to other police departments. And you can't replace that training you can't, excuse me, you can't place that experience with training or hiring a, you know, a whole lot of new people. It takes time to become a veteran police officer. And here is the problem when you're dealing with all of this surge in violence where you have less experience. You know, you're, you're responding to riots all those years. And then the people who you know, want to pick at the cops and say, well, look, you don't do this, you don't do that. Look at your clearance rates. Well, how do you expect them to close cases when you're out policing you know, riots and everything else that's going on? I mean, and your, your, your caseload has doubled. Or, or what have you, or, you know, whatever it may be. But, Joe, any chance they can get you back on the job? <laughs> <laughs> not, not a chance, Congressman. I enjoy what I'm doing now. And Joe, just to put it in things in perspective, this guy, Frank James, I looked at his YouTube channel. He was on social media. Now it's all been taken down. He has said some of the most hateful, disgusting, racist things, saying he wanted to kill human beings. He wasn't banned, but the president, former president of the United States, is still permanently banned off of YouTube. So that's the upside down kind of world we're living in right now. Well, it also shows you, too, about the digital footprints that people are leaving. So we didn't even hear about anything about IP addresses that were tied to any of those YouTube videos that are all part of the investigation. There are so many working parts here, surveillance cameras, all of the forensic technologies that they have out there regarding these kind of things, I think, are are playing front and center. And I think we're going to hear more about them as we go forward. Do you think it's possible he was responsible for getting those uh, cameras down at the subway station? I mean, that is just beyond egregious. No, I don't. I don't think so per se. Um, the issue that really comes down to is just that our subways are in, are in terrible repair. I mean, if you go down there, there's lots of lights that aren't working. They are dark and Escalators, dingy and dirty. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I just a couple of weeks ago, I on Twitter, I had to send out a, a notification to the MPA. There's <clears throat> there were um, needles on the staircases. I haven't seen that in 30 years. We need a cop on every platform. Yep. And a cop, a cop at every subway and until we solve the problem. That's right. 
well, I think that's bottom line. Otherwise, well, I would never send my kids into the subway, and I don't think you you guys would send uh, your kids into the subway. A lot right of now. the victims were kids on their way to school. Yes. Right. Well, <clears throat> how about the governor just give us the state police to to help back up all the different subway stations instead of having the you know the state police cars sitting at the the tunnels and the and the bridges? Why don't we just put them in the subways and see if we can just just put a cap on this? Because one thing you have to fear about is a copycat, and you don't want to have that on top of what we're already dealing with. Well, thank you so much, Joe Jackalone. Again, you are a retired NYPD detective sergeant uh, for more than 20 years, and now you're a professor at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Keep on telling the truth. Thank you, sir. Great job. Thank you. Have a great night. And when we come back, we will speak to intrepid investigative reporter John Solomon and Dr. Mark Siegel. We'll be right back. 